Hello and welcome to the Supernatural Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcast and pa- partner there in crime. <laughs> I can't get my words out today, Daniel. <laughs> hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Doesn't bode well, does it, from the start? If I can't, get, I've got my teeth in now. So today, our topic is something that we learned in the Czech Institute and something that, like, until recently, I hadn't really appreciated as much as I do now. And it is the four bodies of wellness. And this is something that uh, Paul Czech teaches and it integrates through everything that we do in life. And we're going to talk about what the four bodies of wellness are and, um, how we can improve each one right Dan? yeah so a lot of our podcasts either come down to the physical body of wellness mm. so we talk about the quite recently we've spoke about kind of muscles and fat and resistance training this is all part of the physical body but we also do talk about esoteric stuff and metaphysical stuff which kind of plays into the spiritual mm. side of, of our four bodies of wellness we've got another two which is the emotional and mental bodies as well Life is, life is all encompassing, but we, we often only think about the physical or like me and you sometimes talk about the spiritual more than other people, mm. but there's, there's another two sides to it and it's, they all play into one another, don't they? What you do with one affects the others and you yeah. might be, you might be really undernourished in one side and you might try to make up for it in a, in another body. Um, so if we can kind of break it down and, and make it easy to digest what these four bodies are and how we can balance them out. I think it's going to give people a, a better understanding of what they are and maybe might trigger them to kind of do a little bit of exploring on the four bodies themselves. Yeah, because we tend to think of health as just the physical. What do you look like? How, 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 do you, how, how much weight can you lift? How far can you run? And all of this kind of stuff. But actually, to be truly healthy, you need you have four bodies. Like you've just said, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental and the physical. And you can't have health in one without having health in the other so you need to be looking after all of your four bodies of wellness to create truly holistic health right Dan absolutely and a good place to start is probably the physical because Mm. we can we can see it we can weigh it we can measure it we know how your body feels you can feel it in yourself and these four bodies of wellness there's not one of them which is more important than the other (laughs) like if you it's it's where you're out of balance is the key isn't it that's Mm -hmm. what we're looking for but like I said yeah the physical is it's probably the most easiest, especially in the Western world. We, it's we very physically focused, aren't we? Mm-hmm. The way you look, the way you feel, how fast you can go, how much do you weigh? That's all very analytical. But we've probably gone too analytical, haven't we? And yeah. most of us in the Western world can do with a bit more spiritual guidance, a bit more work on our emotional health. We're very masculine, well, especially us men don't connect with our emotions as well. Mm-hmm. So you might be having physical symptoms like pain or illness but it might not be coming from your your physical body you could have emotional pain and it could be rep- it could be presenting itself in your physical body so we need to be aware that your body is a system of systems and if you're if you're deficient in one system it will affect the others you could mm. be really fit and healthy and you could be you could have um your mental body you could be stimulated you could be intelligent but if you've had like a spiritual crisis and you don't know what the meaning of life is and you don't know where you want to go it's going to present them, present itself in your physical body. You're probably going to look depressed. You're going to feel lost. You might start having brain fog and strange thoughts. So, yeah, we need to figure out where, where we're out of balance. Even if, even if you just balance one system up, it's going to help balance the other three systems up, if that makes sense. Yeah, everything is connected. So the physical body is the house, really, of all of the bodies of wellness. 
Um, so it con it's our container, if you think about it, for our mental, emotional, and spiritual body. So keeping our physical body really healthy will help the other bodies of wellness too. But it's not the the be all and end all, because like you say, that all the four bodies have uh, equal equal footing. Um, so shall we start with the the top the the top one, the spiritual one, and I'm thinking top. When I say top, I don't mean like the most important one, but I'm thinking like the top of the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So we're for the spiritual body. <laughs> so this is like the psyche and the stuff that happens happening out there in the ether. So the spiritual body is what contains our sense of connection to our purpose and meaning in life. I think that's really important, isn't it? Like, what is your sense of purpose? What are you here to do on this earth? What is your soul contract? I've heard people call this as well as a connection to your higher power or your divine source. Um, sometimes this is a religion. Some people find this in religion and um, for others, it, it isn't. Um, this is the body where our values and beliefs, beliefs are held and expressed or transformed. So if you have a belief that there's a, a man, God sitting on a cloud and he's going to save you, then that is where it's housed in your spiritual body. And how do you, how often do you connect? I think this is what um, Western world in particular in the UK, let's say has um, lost because we've come from a very religious, like Catholic and Protestant world. Like my mom used to go to church every Sunday. I was brought up going to church every Sunday. And um, that kind of thing of um, the church is where you go, but, like I never really believed in it all <laughs> I always thought it was a bit weird like you know all this stuff but what I did like was the quiet time and the actual contemplative time like you're thinking about your life and where you're going and that connection to to the highest source like I never got it from God but I got it from nature and being out in nature but that's what we've lost we've and people have replaced it with consumerism you know we don't build churches anymore we build shopping centers they're like cathedrals to consumerism, aren't they? Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, in the, the Western world, there's still a, a big element of religion. I don't think it's as strong as what it was. Mm. But, yeah, people do get the word spirituality and religion mixed up. Mm. They're, they're kind of two different things, aren't they? You can, yeah. you can be both. You can be religious and very spiritual, or you can be totally separate. You can be very spiritual and not believe in religion at all. But... Mm. Yeah, in the, like you say, for your example, in the UK, a lot of people would go to church, um, say like a Christianity example, and they would just go because they've been taught to go. They don't necessarily believe in the whole thing. Because um, if you really went to church and you believed everything, and then there's the whole like the laws of no sex before marriage, like 99% of people didn't do that. They would mm. they would go to church and they would say they believe in God and they, and they worship the Bible, but then they would they would live their life totally opposite <laughs> and then tell people that they did live by the Bible. So there's a, there's a lot of um, conflict there, isn't there? Because people yeah. instinctively know that this is, there's some major flaws in, in a lot of religions. But that being said, a lot of religions still do to this day practice very good, very healthy like human practices, like being kind yeah. to people, living, <laughs> living yeah. a, a healthy life. Um, and the idea of worshipping a higher power there's kind of nothing wrong with that to some no, degree. If no. you believe in, um, if you call it God, if you call it the collective consciousness, just the universe, um, there's, a, there's a lot of good in that. And if, if you have good principles because of that, 
then great. But it becomes a problem when you have things like dogmas, if you think you're going to do something which is written in this book, which is going to make you burn in hell. So you better do as I say and pay your, mm. pay your subs to the church every week. Then it becomes a problem, doesn't it? Then you're going to have conflict and issues in your spiritual body, which is going to arise as kind of physical and emotional problems. So even just the thing like no sex before marriage, and then you become a teenager and every single hormone in your body is telling you <laughs> to, <laughs> as a human to procreate because you're healthy and you're vibrant. And then it's no sex before marriage. That creates a conflict straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's like Jesus is all loving. God is all loving. But you don't do this, you're going to burn in hell. It's not really a very loving thing to say, is it? <laughs> conflict straight away, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that about the whole church thing and that like there's a whole thing that you've got to say um, like I'm not worthy of, of you of being here and you know like all of that kind of stuff. I never really liked saying I never said it. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's quite, quite a famous American comedian, George Carlin. I think his name was, he's passed away now, but he had one of his most famous jokes ever. He was very kind of... Um, against the man and against like the the western system but he was very intelligent as well and obviously comedians often are quite intelligent because they have to oh, gosh, artic yeah. articulate complex subjects and to, to make a make light of it but he was talking about religion and he was saying you will like god you will do as i say you will follow my commandments if you don't you will burn in hell you shall come to a church every sunday but i love you <laughs> <laughs> I really love you, but like, yeah, yeah, the, the all-conquering, like... all-knowing man in the sky. He knows everything. He knows what you're doing. He's got the answers to everything, but he just can't get his finances in order. So he needs you to pay every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting. You've got to pay with money. You yeah. touch, touch the toe. Yeah, it's <laughs> touch the toe of the statue. <laughs> I was just thinking about Chaucer, like the the partners. Have you ever read Chaucer, the Canterbury Tales? Oh, they're funny. They're really funny. And um, the partner. He just, so the partner's tale, so there used to be people called the partners on pilgrimages. So if you did something wrong, you, you would pay the partner to touch one of his relics. <laughs> he used to just find bits of sheep bone and stuff and say it was like the bone <laughs> of St. Joseph's toe or something and you could touch it and pay him lots of money and you wouldn't burn in hell. And he was like making a healthy profit from that. Mm. And that's, and I mean, the kind of retails were written in the what, 14th, 15th century. Um, so, but it's, it's true, isn't it? Like even then they knew that for, because life was evolved around religion then, wasn't it? I think, I think when, when you think about the history of the evolvement of religion, it came from a very good place in terms of the structure of society was based around like the first hospitals, the first education systems were all in, housed in the monasteries, weren't they? So in the pilgrimages were just going to each, each one, there were hostels and stuff, but then, then it grew into something where just an institution, didn't it? It became, I mean, old Henry VIII, he got rid of it all, didn't he? To become Protestant. It's strange because, like you say, it probably came from a good place with hospitals and things like that, and just living a, a good life. But mm. life has a funny way of having good and bad, doesn't it? There is the light and there is the dark. So yeah, a lot of religious practices are very good, but then, sadly, you get a lot of these allegations against priests and you know how much things like the Vatican don't pay any taxes, and they have all this money, and it's linked. It's linked to like some very dark stuff. It's, mm -mm. There is the good and the bad, but again, that's religion, not necessarily spirituality. But there is a bit of a crossover, and people get it mixed up. But yeah, you can be totally spiritual and not religious, can't you? So we should yeah. probably 
if you yeah. what we do the whole point of what we're talking about here with religion is you might have you might be suffering spiritually you might be really unhealthy spiritually because you're following a religion which you thought was spirituality but it's not if you're following a religion because you're being told to or you're being forced to but you totally don't believe in it can you see how that's going to create a conflict in your body and create and create mm-hmm. um illness yeah and if you don't have a um purpose in life what's your life purpose what are you here for that kind of thing can really affect you spirit spiritually as well uh, paul check has got a good quote here what is a spiritual person because he said he sees lots of people you know doing ayahuasca or going out in the jungle and doing all that but they're saying they're a spiritual person acting like a hippie but a spiritual person in his definition is one who takes responsibility in their life from day to day for all of the choices that they are making and that that's the spiritual side even if it's a horrible thing that's happening it's still something that you have to take responsibility for eventually at some point yeah responsibility is a very good word is a very good Mm. word to to describe isn't it's that idea of life is not happening to To you you. it's happening for you isn't it and Mm. everything you do has an effect on what like happens in the future essentially to you so that even things that that unhealthy meal that is your choice no one has a gun to your head what is it trying to teach you yeah yeah, exactly so yeah that's that's a a really good definition and kind of my final point on the the spiritual side of it there's we said at the start you you can touch and feel your your physical body but and then if people don't really identify with the, the spiritual side People, we still have like these sayings. People say, I'm in good spirits. Like, where does that come from? You're in good spirits. Mm. We, we say it, we know it's there. So as we were talking off air before we started, I discovered doing a bit of research for the podcast that someone actually tried to prove the existence of a, the spiritual soul inside the body, the soul substance, that it is a thing and it's actually, it is actually physical. So mm. there was a, a, he was called Dr. Duncan McDougall. This was in 1907. <laughs> He's got a good name. It's a solid name. Um, he got six patients who were, I think, because he was a doctor or whatever in the, the clinical setting, he knew they were about to die and he got them on um, really calibrated skills. And on average, you figured out when the person died that they lost 21 grams. He figured out that it wasn't from um, breath or water vapor or all these things that you would think of, urine or stuff like that. And he couldn't account for these 21 grams and his idea was that it was the the soul, even the body, and you call it the soul substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, six patients isn't a lot to do like a really scientific study, and it was nineteen or seven. But yeah, it's it's a theory I've heard Paul talk about before. There was a movie made about it. Um, but yeah, twenty one grams is lost at death, and this could be due to the soul substance. So whether <laughs> well, or not you believe it or not, it? I just thought it was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. How bizarre. So let's move on to our next body. So spiritual taking responsibility um being aware of it and connecting to your, your core and your deep self um number two the emotional body um so this is where i'll give you a definition the body that holds our feelings and stores our abilities and patterns to cope react or respond to all life circumstances based on our core values and beliefs both conscious and unconscious so remember your core values and beliefs are housed in your spiritual body but this is the emotional body where you react into people who are, are reacting to the circumstances of the world, whatever it is you're reacting to, uh, with your core beliefs. I think people who suffer emotionally or they be very emotionally, how would I say, like on the edge, either the people, 
how you, you I would say like people who are like quite erratic they can burst into tears at any time they can get really angry at any time they seem overly happy sometimes when they they're so charged emotionally mm-hmm. I think it's letting a lot of the time it's letting outside circumstances dictate your emotional state which is which is really not logical at all because you cannot control outside events mm-hmm. but you can control your reactions to a very much higher degree yeah like you say life is very chaotic you can try and control things but you can have the best laid plans and it can just go to shit in two seconds. <laughs> can't, you can't control outside events. COVID is the best example, the most relevant example. There was no way we could possibly control that. It was a global event, but you could control your reactions to it. Some people had really unhealthy reactions to it. They, they locked themselves in the house. They didn't see family members. They had the news on. They put themselves in a state of fear. And that was thrust upon us, to be fair, as well. But you still, people still had the choice to step back and take a more controlled emotional response. Mm-hmm. Think about it a little bit more logically <laughs> instead of just going in, going into fear and then also trying to get everyone else in fear as well. Um, yeah. That was a bad emotional reaction. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like how, um, like and the patterns that are stored in there as well are like... they repeat themselves all the time so if you've been in a um I don't know it's like something if you've been in a bad relationship and you don't understand that the pattern and that's happening is in the housed in the emotional bodies you'll continue to repeat that pattern until the lessons have been learned really yeah so yeah so that's like where you caught where are you caught what are your core values and how do they keep repeating the patterns and what do you need to adjust? And sometimes you need to adjust it in your spiritual body before it moves down into your emotional body. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah. we said, you're, you're a system of systems, aren't you? So yeah, you, there's oftentimes you can be having a problem in one system and you, you try and rectify, you rectify the wrong body of wellness. So for instance, yeah. you could have a real, what would say like deficiency or lacking in your spiritual body. You don't know your meaning in life and you don't know your mission. Yeah. So often people then they try and they try and fulfill it by overstimulating the physical body. So yeah. the best example is people overfeed the physical body to try and plug a hole in like their emotional the body. body yeah. yeah. So you, you you're doing the wrong one. Um, probably comes from a good place because you know there's something lacking. But yeah, we we, we don't get taught these things, do we? We don't get, we get taught about the physical body, but we don't get taught about the other three. Yeah, exactly. So when we're talking about obesity and stuff, that sometimes people are overeating because when you actually talk to them it's it is a, it's like a hole in their emotional or their spiritual bodies that they're trying to fill from the physical body yeah so they, they could have had a traumatic emotional event mm. they might be they might be overweight when they're a child and then they get bullied for being for being fat for being mm. overweight so then that, that emotional pain and distress could then cause a real physical effect you could then try and lose so much weight you then have like a, a mental health problem with it you could um you could get things like um, anorexia or bulimia something like that but that stems from an emotional pain but then it causes a, a physical and mental effect yeah um, or you could go the other way you could you could be in an abusive relationship so then you're scared of being loved and in a relationship ever again so then you, what you do you try and make yourself ugly you try and put on too much weight yeah. so no one can ever hurt you again because no one wants you so that emotional pain causes physical and mental stress on your body it's they're all linked and it's it's interesting but it shows you how fascinating and complex humans are at the yeah. same time doesn't 
I know it's amazing, really. Mm. Um, shall we go on to the mental body? Um, yeah. Yeah, so cool. our thought this is <clears throat> a definition of our mental body is our thoughts, internal dialogue, both positive and negative, or thought patterns which can be constructive or destructive, as well as our intellectual and cognitive skills, and utilizing ways to challenge and expand our knowledge and creative limitations. Mm, I think that final part of that statement, I kind of attached onto that because when I was doing the research for this, I thought this podcast has really been mentally stimulating for me, <laughs> like yeah. working on working on something challenging but enjoyable, and um, doing the research and just stimulating your mind to learn new things, to consolidate things which you already know, and then learn how to teach it to other people as well. It's um, having that mental stimulation is really healthy, I find don't really think about it too much but having a job where you're bored or you're not really interested in it it's just ugh, that brain fog and that, mm. that under stimulation is horrible isn't it yeah yeah you're right and it's like so it's linked again to your emotional how do you react to things are you reactive or proactive and so that's like your emotional body and then the spiritual body what's your purpose in life are you fulfilling your purpose are you intellectually fulfilling your purpose in life it does the job that you run is it giving you mental stimulation you know people talk about mental health a lot nowadays don't they but I actually think that's emotional health that they're talking about not mental yeah that's probably a good point when you you that the term just now probably refers to yeah emotional because uh, mental health is often like anxiety depression those are the two common yeah. ones but those like that's those are emotional problems aren't they yeah so it could be, arise from the mental body, though, because they're not getting enough stimulation or mm. too much stimulation or too much stress, because stress affects all of your four bodies of wellness as well. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But yeah, are you getting enough mental s stimulation to be happy in your mental body? Exactly. And it's, it's another word, mental. It probably is, like you said, under, it's probably, um, what's the, how do I describe it? Probably wrongly labeled. Yeah, I think it's emotional help yeah. that we should be thinking about how can you regulate your emotions how well do you regulate your emotions and it all comes back from the central nervous system doesn't it you've got a hyperactive central nervous system that's always on vigilant and always switched on and always ready to react all comes down to hormones isn't it like what hormones are getting sent out yeah exactly and you could be like we said all the systems are linked or all the bodies are linked you could be trying to solve a problem mentally too much. You could be thinking about things logically too much and you need to get into your emotional and and, and uh, spiritual side more because like the example you gave earlier in the UK or in the Western world, we're very, we're very young, we're very masculine, like analytical. Everything should be weighed and measured and results. Um, mm. But there's some problems that can't be solved by mental stimulation, just by mm. thinking about things. Sometimes we have to feel things and just get in there and, and take a step back and, how do you how do you feel emotionally? But all this this mental problem solving, what problem are you trying to solve? <laughs> like, will it will solving this problem actually make the world a better place? Will it make you happier? Or are you just drawn into the the numbers and the and the statistics and just getting from A to B, making money? You could be you could be really what we would say intelligent, but what are you actually trying to achieve? So it might lead you down a path to nowhere where you think oh, I'm really mentally sharp and stimulated but why am I actually doing this? That's why it might not be as fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one is the physical body, um, the body in which we can see, touch, measure, and weigh. 
the container of all 12 biological and physiological functioning systems that keep us alive. So this is, and it's the house, the house of all of the other systems live in our physical body. So you can see why you've got to keep your physical body functioning beautifully because it's the house of your other bodies as well. Yeah, it's the only thing we have to experience what we call life and you move through time and space. It's it's really, really important, isn't it? Yeah. It's, that's the only thing we know that actually exists here and it, it takes us and everything we experience we feel like through our body if it wasn't there then we don't know anything else but that exactly exactly so mastery of self is the whole, all of the four bodies can you master each one can you connect to your source have you got a life purpose your emotions can you regulate your emotions um your mental body are you stimulated enough are you getting enough intellectual creativity all of that kind of stuff can you control the inner critic the, the mindset stuff and then the physical body like can you function yeah and like we've said uh, like quite a few times now they all affect each other so like the for instance the last one that we said the physical body it's a manifestation of the of the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, it manifests and creates this shape, this human form. If you've got toxic thoughts or you've got really negative emotions, there's a physical manifestation of that. You can see somebody who's depressed, they physically look different, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're eating toxic food all the time, you're going to create a toxic body. You're going to, you're going to have acne. You're going to, your, your skin won't be as good. You're going to, your sweat's going to smell. You, you're going to be overweight toxic food will create a toxic body and also vice versa if you have toxic thoughts all the time it'll create a toxic body so one doesn't go without the other does it thinking thinking exactly and the the physical body is a really easy one to kind of to link to the other ones because you can see it but you have experience of this these other bodies do have actual physical like electromagnetic manifestations like they are there as well so mm -hmm. people say auras mm -hmm. is it there's a thing called a curlian photography where they've there's a special type of camera which can detect people's auras you can see colors and shapes around people's bodies in different circumstances and this is this is hard science which has been proven you take someone who's uh, really happy in a good place and you can see these beautiful big bright colors surrounding the body you get someone who's depressed um, and they're not in a good place and these colors to shrink the colors change it doesn't radiate from the body as much does it and it's this is proven by science just because um we aren't as gifted as Jill to see them in everyday life. <laughs> it doesn't make nothing out there. I've only ever seen one once, but it's definitely there. I can yeah. confirm. <laughs> so how do we go about, Dan, uh, balancing out our bodies of wellness? Do you have some top tips for us? Yeah, well, the, first of all is try and figure out where you feel out of balance, which, which is, like you said, is a really good point. Um, the physical one is not easy, but easy for us to talk about, I would say. The six foundation factors is a really good place to start. Mm. Um, obviously, we've done podcasts on this before, but the basic foundations of healthy living will go a long way. A little bit of exercise, just get your hydration right, get to bed on time, a little bit of breath work, even just some conscious breathing. Try and get some good thoughts into your mind, a little bit, little bit of meditation and eat healthy food. That will go such a long way. And we do these things every day. We can just kind of tighten them up a little bit. It's not like we don't mm -hmm. breathe or eat or sleep every day. We are, we already do them. It's just yeah. refining them. It's just refining what you already do. Totally, totally. So foundations, mindset. Yeah. 
water, food, what are you feeding your body? And when you think about feeding your body as well, not just what you're feeding it physically, like what you're eating and what you're drinking, but what are you watching? Are you watching the news all the time? Are you watching crap on the telly? Are you not really feeding your intellect and feeding your mental body as well? Um, yeah, so where are we sleep? Yeah, like you said, movement, getting the right kinds of movement for your body as well. Because what we haven't mentioned as well, Dan, is stress. So when you get stressed, it affects all four bodies of wellness. So stress can come from a physical stressor, a mental stressor, a psychic stressor as well. You know, you, when you know someone doesn't like you, or <laughs> you know somebody yeah. is like, yeah, and that, that can stress you out, can't it? You know, like that's why social media is so bad because you, not meant to know what everybody thinks about you, but you do. Um, mm. And that can create the psychic stressor as well. So that's why a lot of these, um, you know, I was watching, did you watch that documentary about Gaza? It was really good. But Gaza ended up in like a mental institution. Paul Gascoigne, the footballer from around these parts. And he was that famous. He was like massively famous, not just as a footballer, but his life. And he started going off the rails. So he's an example of... Um, and he knew that someone was leaking something to the press. Um, turned out it was like his wife's friend who worked for the News of the World or something. But he thought it was like his mom or, or his, um, you know, close relatives. And he started falling out with everybody because he couldn't understand who mm. was leaking stuff to the press. And it like, so that's like an emotional and mental and a psychic attack. And he ended up like in a mental institution because he couldn't trust anyone and, and like to like yeah. private conversations you know like how they were um hacking into people's phones oh yeah it took years for that to come out didn't it yeah so they hacked into gaza's phone so he was like having conversations with his mom like private conversations uh, and they were then appearing in the news of the mm. world the next day and he thought his only thought was that his mom was was doing it so he couldn't trust the person who he should have been able to trust the most and that caused him a lot of conflict and the uh, oh and it really it really showed you how um that can affect your physical body as well because then he took to drink because he couldn't like alcohol he became an alcoholic and it's just it was horrendous really what happened to him um all because of all these attacks that were coming in and he couldn't understand where they were coming from yeah, so that wasn't physical stress, was it? It wasn't like a, an injury or an illness. But no, because he was a footballer. He was a top of his game. Yeah, yeah. At the time. But that that emotional stress on his body, yeah, probably led him to having a spiritual breakdown, and mm-hmm. and what you'd say mental health problems. But really, it was emotional health, like trust issues, not being able to trust someone, and being so stressed out that you you have no privacy anymore. Yeah, that's like like torture to some degree isn't it like poor guy and it yeah. wasn't just Gaza had this happened to a lot of famous people back in the 90s didn't it yeah yeah and like not being able to trust anybody and you're having private conversations on your phone and mm. um yeah so he like I mean he's totally out of the spotlight now and uh yeah he's uh, had to deal with a lot of mm. crap really yeah but- on a, a little bit of a little bit of a segue but on the same what you were talking about with the, the press and stuff and footballers, I watched a thing recently where this all kind of came about when um, footballers back in the early 90s were just like, they made a good living, but they didn't make the money that they started to make in, into the late 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. So the turn, the turning point was when, apparently, was when footballers started to make more than the press, and the press didn't like that. So it was kind of their almost revenge 
when the, these footballers started making more in a week than these journalists were making in a full year. Mm. They didn't like that, so they started to kind of set them up. They would send, um, they would hire girls and stuff to go to parties and try and sleep with these drunk footballers. But it was the, yeah. literally the press who were hiring them, and then they were writing about yeah. them in the papers, breaking up the marriages, um, tapping the phones. But apparently, it all kind of started with footballers didn't used to be these huge celebrities. They were yeah. just kind of normal. Back in the day, they used to go to the pub after the match with the sit with the fans. Um, but it was when they started making mega books, the the journalists really hated it, um, and that was the kind of little bit of revenge for them. But the amount of emotional stress they caused on so many people, it was totally unfair. Yeah, well, you see it all the time, don't you? Like Tiger Woods, he was at the top of his game, and then what happened to him? And he had a, like a spiritual breakdown, really, didn't he? Mm. It all went wrong for him. It's like if you haven't got your spiritual and your mental and emotional bodies in the right place as well as your physical if you have one that's supreme of the other then you're going to have problems it's going to bring you down at some point isn't it yeah and like yeah and like you said before the social media you're not meant to have this like you're not meant to be in touch with the whole world and know everyone's opinion and have everyone look at you the human brain isn't linked up like that is it you're meant to know the people in your immediate kind of what we would say a tribe and and I think there's like an average, they say on average, like a hundred people. And after that, you start forgetting people, you start forgetting people's names. Like you're not meant to know like a million people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just, the brain isn't wired up like that. So for someone like Tiger Woods, for them to just going from playing golf to having the whole world looking at him and stressing over everything, like the amount of, there's no training for that. There's, there's, because the human body isn't designed to like worship one person and he didn't choose to be that person for everyone to worship and have the attention to there's no he, he didn't train to cope with that stress so yeah, no exactly. wonder he had a some sort of a breakdown yeah and same with all sports people isn't it like you don't train to become that you I mean you spend all your time on your physical and but then you, you suddenly hit fame that's a whole different ball game isn't it and everything else comes with it yeah yeah so yes, so um, how to balance out your bodies? Oh yes, the four, the four, um, the sorry, the six foundation principles. Um, because I, I realized as well during lockdown, I didn't really work much on breath. So breath work has been a big one for me. Oh mindset, really. I mean, I was thought I had a pretty good mindset, but when I really started practicing it in in the lockdowns, it, it has a massive effect on the rest of your bodies as well. So. Yeah, there's all these other little techniques that you can try to balance out your body. So, you know, and be it's like some things you can do, like say walk, go for a walk out in nature that can balance out all your bodies at the same time. You know, you don't have to do something for each one individually. So you're walking. So that's physically good for you. You're out in nature, which is um, spiritually and mentally and emotionally good for you as well to be in green spaces and you breathe in and you you you're doing stuff for all of your different bodies of wellness so you can kind of incorporate all sorts of stuff in into that as well yeah absolutely so for the 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 physical to rebalance your physical body you would say the six foundations is a good place to start Mm. you're to balance out your emotional body i would say my top tips would be sometimes you need to have difficult conversations with people Mm-hmm. Could be like um, employers or family members, but really try and take a step back and don't take don't take things as personal. Sometimes that causes over over emotional situations, doesn't it? When you take everything personally, sometimes yeah. If you've had like an argument, that other person probably doesn't hear you. They might have just been having a bad day. They mm-hmm. might have been attacked earlier that day, and they're, they're in a bad state. Try and 
control your reactions to events, not the event itself. That's a good way to try and balance your emotions. Yeah. Um, for for the mental side of things, to, to rebalance yourself, I would say try and have some mental stimulation where you're working on something challenging but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, if you're overly mentally stimulated, try and take a step back and get into your spirit and your emotional side a little bit more. You cannot be too analytical all the time. So depending whether you're underbalanced or overbalanced, that would be my advice. And then for spiritual, like you said, things like meditation, breath work, walking, getting in nature, finding that meaning in your life and finding the enjoyment and the privilege and like the gratitude of just <laughs> having a chance at life can, often, can sometimes be enough. Yeah, um, attitude of gratitude. Yeah. And if you've, if you've been in a, a so-called way of spiritual thinking, i.e. religion, and you find yourself questioning it a lot, then that's a really good start. Do question it if it's not working for you. If it's causing, mm-hmm. if it's causing emotional and mental stress, it's okay to question things and there's, you're not going to burn in hell. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I don't think you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> um, um, but I would say, yeah, if God is all-knowing and all-powerful and all-loving, I don't think he's going to make you burn in hell. No, I don't think so either. Um, so, Dan, that was the four bodies of wellness. Mm. So think about how you how you train and, and what you're doing, nurturing, nourishing is the word I was looking for, each one, every day. Yeah, I and mean, the first sign is find out where you're out of balance and a good mm. tip you said was near the end sometimes you can you can hit all four of these things in something like going for a walk mm-hmm. going for a walk and having a conversation with a friend can yeah and, and just being vulnerable and open can sometimes make you feel 10 times better than any diet or you know any any some sort of mental health program get out in yeah. nature talk walk be honest think yeah not time yeah yeah i just think yeah, just, just, you know, you know, when you're doing something that's very good for you spiritually, like whether it's on the beach or painting, music, dancing, whatever it is, and just do more of it. What brings you joy? Yeah, we often know things that are really bad for us as well. So like I was saying before we came on air, I went out and I drank a lot of alcohol recently and I sat <laughs> and I got sunburned to a crisp. And I knew it was bad at the time and I paid the consequences. Yeah, <laughs> but, so you've got to pay your dues. Yeah, you? exactly. That's kind of, you, you live and you learn. Once in a while is all right, Dan. You know, you don't do it every weekend. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's the first time in like six months, but yeah, it came with its, the up came with the down, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, as long as it, when it brought you joy at the time. So it was good for you, but not the after effects. That, so yeah. that was a stressor. <laughs> it was definitely a stressor. But yeah, I knew it was I knew it was going to be bad. Like you say, when you when you're doing something good, you know it's good for you, don't you? It feels right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I knew I knew it wasn't gonna be I knew it wasn't gonna end good. Oh <laughs> <So, laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 hard, isn't it, sometimes to balance all your bodies of wellness. I think it's uh, it is when you think about it. I didn't really appreciate this until recently like the last year I think I've really started to appreciate the four bodies of wellness more than ever before mm. yeah and, and life's not about being perfect either you, you're no. never going to have even things like the perfect diet or the perfect day it's like there's a little bit of acceptance comes in that as well this is all just a 70 80 year ride and you just, you're just trying to do the best you can as well that's <laughs> so it you never exactly. there's never going to be a day when you figure it out but so you even can... you, the health guru, have days where you drink too much alcohol and get burnt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like two things I would never, ever, ever recommend. 
<laughs> um, yes, yeah, so not not perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, you know that's that's just life, isn't it? But yeah, trying go. to balance it out. I always think if you got your your spiritual body, for me, is one of the ones that I've really come back to the last couple of years, and yeah, it's it's really transformative. I would say that I think Paul Check says the spiritual body is the higher one, but like we say, they're all equal. But it was one that was a little bit higher. It's the spiritual one because that's where everything else trickles down from so yeah making those connections make connecting to your higher self however you do it whether it's talking to a tree looking up in the sky going to church doing breath work doing meditation whatever it is just do more of it yeah i totally agree and the only thing is it can be hard for us like we've said in the western world we don't get taught from an early age about spiritual side of our life so mm. there's a very like kind of what would say like a lot to learn there's a, a steep curve to get into even just admitting that there is a spiritual higher power you know what i mean even just getting to that point can be hard for some people because yeah. we've just been taught that that's a load of hippie crap you know what i mean um so even just acceptance of that is a start but it's it's miraculous how much your thoughts and your actions change when you do start i believe in something more than just individuals that there yeah. is a collective consciousness and you know what I mean? I definitely think that it's given me the resolve to quit alcohol. That was something I would never have done before. But mm. suddenly when you start connecting to your higher self and you're like, is this doing me any good? What is it serving me? And you're like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, because alcohol was having a physical, like a detrimental physical effect. So you work on your spiritual side has improved your physical side, hasn't it? Yeah. There we I'll go. become a monk one day. I'll be up in the hills <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah levitating i will i'll be levitating on a cloud but anyway i hope that's helpful guys because i think just really think about it think about your four bodies because i think you'll find there's gold in there yeah if you're feeling unhealthy is it because you're doing something physically or is there something you could have some negative emotions in there somewhere mm. food for thought yes thank you listeners for listening and um, you can find me on my website, organicpilates.co.uk. Um, I am running regular breath work sessions at my studio and Dawn as well, who is going to come on the podcast soon, actually, and talk about her spiritual emergencies, <laughs> which is quite interesting. Um, but yes, and we're doing a charity breath work at um, where Dan works at Coxaw Sports Centre on the 18th of June. So if you'd like to join it's only a fiver to join and then it's all in a good cause as well so um please do spaces are getting filled so we can't quickly you can do that on my website yep you can come and work on your spiritual side with your breath work and remember we breathe out fat so you can also work on your physical side too yeah exactly and we're going to raise the vibration of county Durham. we're going to go for the maharishi effect Dan. oh yeah exactly cox all we know like everyone will just be singing and dancing there'll be no crime yeah. there'll be like yeah yeah there'll be no crime in coxo on that day when we raise the vibration are you coming along dan yeah i'll come along so you get to meet dan everyone as well yeah i'm, I'm not just a voice i'm not just a I'm not just a voice in your headphones i have a yeah. physical body yeah we'll see the physical side of dan <laughs> and uh yeah so it's gonna be good so please do get booked and um we'll see you there right, thanks everyone bye